Welcome to The Table, a place where stories are told, life is shared, and our hope is that you'll leave full. We encourage you to sit back, pull up a chair, and enjoy the conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Table. I'm your host, Drew Phillips, and joining me around the table today is our co-hosts, Chris Albritton. Welcome. And Jeff and Hallie Brenner. Hi there. Hi. Hey, welcome guys. We are so glad that you're here um, and excited to, to, ch- to chat a little bit and um, get some of your guys' story. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks, Drew. I am a Lafayette area resident, grown up uh, most of my life in the area. This is my 28th year in education wow. in a variety of roles uh, as middle school, high school teacher, coaching a variety of sports from football and basketball and track. Uh, my main hobby, as you like to do also, is run a lot uh, yep. uh, every day, participate. Just for a note, I don't like to, to run a whole lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only one on the table that doesn't do that. And, and go ahead and just share with our listeners um, where your run streak is currently as we're recording this today. I have ran every day since Thanksgiving 2016. Wow. So it's over 700 days. My original goal was 30 days in a row, and that grew and grew, and soon I'll have a uh, milestone birthday that will be 816. So that's kind of the current goal for my run streak. Wow, that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, My family, my wife, Corey, uh, she serves at church in the little baby's room and as a greeter. Uh, Most people recognize me from the parking lot and first impressions team and serving in those roles. Uh, I have a son, Drew, who's a senior in high school, who's looking forward to heading to college soon, flying airplanes. He likes to play in the worship band on Sunday mornings and serve with the student community. And my daughter, Hallie, here is a junior and she has taught Sunday school class for several years, served as part of a student community. She doesn't have uh, the musical talent that her brother does, <laughs> I guess. Not really. I got my dad's genes. <laughs> but you got the skills and talent with the kids and with children, yes. correct? Somehow, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Hallie. Yeah. So I'm a junior in high school. Um, I'm still growing up, so I've been here my whole life and will probably stick around the Indiana area as I go to college. Um, I go to Harrison High School, and I'm involved with soccer and track, and I do a good amount of clubs at school, and just am pretty involved there. Um, I've also been teaching here at Calvary the five- and six-year-old rooms, and it is quite the handful, but I love it. It's a every-week thing, and I'm lucky to have the early service, so I get the awake ones. (laughs) It's really fun. Some days they're so crazy that we just play musical chairs. Um, Don't tell Amy, though. And yeah, so that's what I do around here. Well, just so you know, Amy is a listener. And so uh, you've just outed yourself right there. Sorry, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. We are um, so glad for all that you do. And, you know, my, my son Logan has been in your class, Hallie, and enjoys that. And I know Hudson's looking forward to getting there. Um, and Jeff, both the boys, now that you've t- kind of taken a new role with first impressions, they don't see you out in the parking lot. And for about the first month, they come in, where's Jeff Brenner at? Why wasn't Jeff Brenner out waving to us? <laughs> I hear that frequently, in? that I've disappeared, <laughs> uh, given up duties instead of added duties. Yeah, so it's, uh, your guys' presence here is, is felt as well as with Drew and Corey's. Um, so one of the reasons that we have you 
um, on the show today and uh, why we wanted to, to have you around the table um, is uh, missions and specifically overseas missions has had a huge impact uh, as far as your life and your story and your journey with God goes. And so we wanted to bring you guys on and just to, to share with our listeners um, what, what, what God has done in that and how he has um, started to transform your heart and your life as you've um, started to go on some of these trips. Um, and so that being said, um, before we get into specifically that, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your faith background, your faith story, um, how you came to be a follower. Um, let's, let's start there. Well, I guess I am fortunate in that uh, I was a Buick kid, brought up in church kid. Uh, <laughs> I know my whole life uh, of being in church from day one, that's what I remember. I remember aunts and grandparents and parents serving in church. Uh, I remember my grandparents being elders in the church and always, you know, given the communion meditation. Uh, I had a grandpa that was a Gideon. So okay. he was always going out and doing that and sharing God's Word as kind of a local mission. Okay, Hal, tell us, won't you uh, give us a little story of growing up and your faith journey along the way? Okay, so obviously just hearing my dad, I have been raised in a church setting. We went to a local church here for as long as I could remember. My brother and I would mess around and then go and eat donuts after service, and that was basically where we were at, and then... My brother and I got into the age where we wanted to be more involved, and so we were like, okay, we want to get involved with youth group. And we went one Sunday at that church, and it just did not click. So we moved churches, and luckily we found Calvary. And I remember walking into the doors with my big brother, like hiding behind him, and Trevor was just cracking jokes left and right. And I was like, okay, I, I can deal with this. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go to youth group, and Trevor and I really, like, we bonded right away, and that's really helped in my faith. But um, when I was in eighth grade, Trevor took us to a CIY event in, I, I think it was Kentucky, but I'm not sure. But we went to a CIY event in the winter and I was with some of my best friends. And I just remember like worshiping up in the balcony and like something clicked. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I need to actually be devoted. I need, yeah. to, like, I need to get baptized. So I came back that year, and I told my parents, and I followed after my big brother, of course. Um, he surprised my parents by getting baptized, and I was like, you know, I want to do the same thing, but I have a loud mouth. So um, <laughs> I told my parents, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get baptized. Like, I want to make this decision. Um, so I got baptized May 1st, 2016. So I've been just following Jesus since then and been pretty devoted and I like working with youth group, and I've done a couple Bible studies here for some girls. And I don't know, I just love being involved here, and it, it it's really fun, and it keeps my faith, like, new and, okay, that doesn't make sense, but... No, it makes <laughs> sense. Okay. It makes sense, It's yeah. okay, and, and as Drew said earlier, I, uh, as well, am so thankful that you invest in our children. Uh, I love your heart that you serve at Student Community, and I can Thank see you. that uh, as you... Um, have really been on the forefront of uh, pushing a lot of the students to uh, to give and to go in the area of missions. And so as we enter into that time, uh, why don't we start with Jeff again, and why don't you tell us about your first mission trip, what it was like. Did you take the whole family? Did you go by yourself? My first mission trip I went on was the Haiti trip in February of 2017. And 
having always heard of mission trips, but I don't ever remember of opportunities to go or even feeling like I need to go or how can I go? And it was actually probably a fall parent-teacher conference, and I had this parent come to a conference uh, named Daniel Barry, (laughs) and he didn't want to talk anything about his kids. He said, I think you ought to go on this mission trip. He said, I think I'm going. I want you to go. And it's hard to tell your pastor no uh, when he asks you to do something. It's like, yes, sir, where we're going, I'll follow. So... Uh, following Daniel's lead, we went, and it turned out to be a life-changing trip. It, uh, I always say the first hour of the trip when you get there is sensory overload. Absolutely. You see things you've never seen, smells, sounds. It's just words can't describe it, photos can't describe it. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're not in Kansas anymore, kind of a feeling. And uh, from there, then everything goes the other way and goes positive. And the advantage of just going on a mission trip isn't just the week you're there. It's a six-month or longer process of building a team and getting to know those people. Uh, when you're put in that situation, you, you are not with strangers anymore. It's always good to learn and meet new people. And when you're on that bus going to your destination, uh, you've already got some confidant people that you feel comfortable with mm-hmm. and know that you're off to do a good thing. And it turned out to be a great trip. I've went on the last two as well. We did a variety of things. Uh, the site where we have the House of Hope in Moe, Haiti, is on a beautiful spot. It's on the side of a mountain looking out over the Caribbean. It, it really is the castle of Moe. It, it is. <laughs> We're lucky. It, it's, hard, it's hard to beat, and uh, you know the House of Hope is truly well-named because there's so much hope there in yeah. the people and the possibility to prosper. We built... Uh, a fence around the orphanage that first year we were there because it was in an area where there was lots of traffic and stuff being stolen as missions would go and take stuff it was being stolen and that's not very fair so we showed up uh, I know Drew Furry and I were kind of the lead and we're going to build this fence and sure we've built fences before and there's a pile of rocks and your supplies are delivered and kind of, okay, what are we going to do? But yeah. that was uh, the foundation and mm-hmm. added a fence on it. And it was a week-long process uh, where, you know, the one thing that's great that Jane Brzezinski does is she takes a group of 10 or 12 people and takes their strengths. You know, I think Trevor said that uh, in a message before. We're all uniquely made to contribute. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. There's something that everybody can do, whether it be crafts with the kids, we play games with the kids, teaching about Jesus, construction, sewing. Uh, We've done leadership with the men, with the women, and it's just an amazing week. And when you're doing all those different things throughout the day, at the end of the evening, when you do a wrap-up, it's always great to hear what the others have done because mm-hmm. you've kind of been in yours and you don't know. I know a lot of the other mission trips, they are kind of together all day and kind of on the same task. So the the Haiti trip is a little bit different in yeah. that. It's all tailored to the uniqueness 
Uh, none of the trips are same. Uh, I think uh, do it a little different every time based on the unique talents of the people going. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. awesome. And Hallie, give us give us your uh, first mission trip. So my first mission trip, I I mean, as I grew up in the church, I saw missions, um, obviously, around the United States. And then my dad went to Haiti. And as my dad was being one of my biggest role models, I was like, okay, I have to go. So when he came back, he just showed us all the pictures and was like, you have to meet these kids. And like, I'm the spontaneous one. My brother and mom don't really do that kind of stuff. But I was like, okay, dad, I'll go with you. I'll go on this mission trip. So I was 15. I think it was in February 2017 when I went, right, Dad? Probably. Probably, yeah. So um, I was 15, and that was my first one, and that was kind of intimidating um, trying to – we went on vacation to Mexico, but that's the only time I'd ever left the country, yeah. and this was a completely different thing. So it was kind of intimidating at first, and just like my dad said, like the sensory overload is insane. And like at the airport when you first – come like come out it's just like holy cow like this is a whole entire different world different place and like from the moment you walk out you can just see where you are and then automatically your heart shifts and your mind shifts and you're like okay this this is my mission so um when I went we all just worked together and I was mostly with um Amy Samford Emily Berry and Sarah Furry. So they were kind of my mission moms. Um, We all stayed in the same room in bunk beds. And yeah, they were definitely my missionary moms for the week. And like my dad said, we were all different places over the week. So um, I didn't really see him much, but that really represents like the body of Christ, like how one person's a hand and another person's a foot, Mm -hmm. but it all works together to do the good for him. And um like one of the things that got my heart is there's a little boy at our orphanage, orphanages um, named Spenji. And I fell in love with him and he was like my buddy all trip. And like he was super shy at first, but then at the end he was super outgoing. And we kind of bonded because I was the same exact way because I was the little kid on the trip, you know. And so it was just super cool to be able to bond with the orphans and then especially my second time going on the mission trip, like going back and being able to see those same people and um, having those same experiences and being in the same place. That was truly awesome. So there's a bunch of different things that I've done while we're there, but I mean, every single time we go, it's amazing. And that is one nice thing about the Haiti trip. The house of hope Mm -hmm. is it's the same host. It's the same kid. So as I've gone back three years in a row, see him growing up. And yeah, when you get there and the kids remember your name yeah. and mm-hmm. yell Jeff and come give you a hug, then you know five minutes in, it's been very worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, for that kind of an yeah. experience. Yeah, and isn't it crazy how when you go on these trips, be it your first one or you've been on several to different parts, we go on several different mission trips around. And throughout Calvary as uh, leaders rise up. But isn't it crazy how to see how people come up to the forefront and how they just uh, glow and then they find their purpose once they get there. And Absolutely. You, maybe you don't know everybody on the team, but in the flight over, you're getting to know people. Yep. And then I can think back when I was serving at a previous church, we went to Nicaragua and built houses. Uh, and there was a guy there, uh, and, and I didn't know him at the time. His name was Tim McCarthy. And uh, he was a very cool guy. We ended up serving in uh, a Sunday school class together. But uh, when he got there, I mean, he came alive in Nicaragua. And he would like jump on top of houses and just start working on the roof and different things like that. So it's very cool to see 
uh, how people's stories come up to the forefront once they get into uh, places like that. So Yeah, and that's a good question. And I wonder, and this is kind of an all-play question for everybody, I wonder what is it about those circumstances or those situations mm-hmm. that stirs that in yeah. somebody? You know, like you said, I, I had the same exact experience and how people step up. So kind of just a riff on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like what, what do you think it is about going on a trip like that that stirs people to step up and to maybe step into some roles that they normally wouldn't? And you see people that go on the trip that you really haven't known before and you see them around Calvary is quiet and reserved. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of the week, they are leaders and leaders of yeah. the group, leaders Absolutely. amongst the kids. And it's a little bit of that, you know, when you show up, hey, you're an expert on Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. they, you're from America and we're there because we're missionaries and we know it all. So it's kind of, you kind of have to step up Mm -hmm. and there's that comfort zone of, they don't know if I mess up. Uh, And and I think that builds confidence throughout the week. So Mm -hmm. it's always good to see others that you wouldn't think that you've tried to get in Mm -hmm. leadership or do things around here that once they get in that setting and then they come back and then they, they grow in that around here. So uh, it's that you sometimes got to go a thousand miles to, Mm -hmm learn how strong you are to then contribute back here locally. And and I think that's been a positive of probably every trip Calvary's had. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what I was going to, sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Like, I feel like when you show up to a place like this, like there's nothing to compare to, like you're not in a big fancy building. You're not in a big church. You don't have microphones. You're just there to proclaim the gospel. So, um, when you get to show your talents in that way and you have nothing to live up to, it just makes it so much more easy and so much more comforting to just spread the love that way, I guess. Yeah, I certainly think there's just this vulnerability there that you're, it's either, at least in my mind, it's a fight or flight. Am I going to go there right. and I'm going to just cave and just uh, ride out the trip or am I going to find my area and just plug in right. uh, and see what the Lord has for me? One of the things that a guy told me a long time ago is that when you go on these trips, no matter uh, how uh, desperate the country may be for um, some type of aid or uh, maybe the gospel is just not very present in that country, the Lord is still at work in these areas. And so right. you're not carrying the presence into these places and all of a sudden God is there. He's there and he's already working. And you're just joining mm-hmm. in the story that's already there. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think there's, a, there's this aspect to um, getting out of your own context mm-hmm. where you are every day and where people have already kind of labeled you or you've labeled yourself in that context and said, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not outgoing, I'm not Definitely. this way. But you get out there, and like you said, it's a fight or flight, but you step up and, and no one has any preconceived notions. They haven't known you since you were th- you know, two feet tall. You are a completely new person with an op- opportunity to, um, to step up. And I feel like that usually naturally happens um, in most situations. And then, as you're saying a little bit, Jeff, like when they get back, it 
it, it turns over a leaf. It gives them that confidence to do more here. Exactly. And And that's why I've always said, if you can get people out of their context, and that's why I think one of the huge values of missions trips is it's like discipleship on steroids. Because, you know, you can do so much, but then you get out of your context a little bit and people come back and they realize, man, like I can do so much more. The the kingdom of God becomes so much bigger than what they've seen all the time. And so it just gives them that opportunity to do that. And speeds their leadership development or the just as they start to look more and more like Jesus and those gifts start to come to light a little bit more. And that, that's something I would say as you go on that, you know, everybody'd love to go on a retreat for a week and sit at a cabin and read the Bible. And that doesn't happen very often. But when you go on a mission trip, you remove so many distractions mm-hmm. from having to do laundry or get the kids somewhere or check an email. And it truly gives you that chance to think about spiritual formation and looking and act like Christ there, you know, what would he do? And, you know, as we plan and in our meetings going up, we talk about uh, the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, and all of those things that we would like to do on a regular basis apply nonstop there of, you know, you're constantly giving love, you're receiving love and spreading joy and peace and you know, it's real easy in that setting to start to feel that transformation of being like Jesus, yeah. and uh, it, it hopefully grows in you, and yeah, it puts you on discipleship steroids. Yeah, yeah it definitely, I, I always tell myself this is like mission over me, mm-hmm. so like when we're on that mission, like that's our duty, and like that really just makes you focus on what you're supposed to be doing and like totally gets like takes away all of the other distractions. Like when I'm in Haiti, for example, like I totally forget about my friends back at home, no offense, but like then I can truly focus on the people there. And like that makes you be really intentional. And that's what I really focused on the second time I went there. Cause I wanted to know the people and I wanted to learn and know more about them. And I think that's really what changes the mission is like putting the mission over yourself awesome. Certainly. So um, what I love and what Drew and I both love about this story that we're talking about with the Brenners is that there's a family aspect to missions here. (laughs) Uh, And so how has it transformed your lives personally and your life as a family? Uh, And tell us about, is there any other trips that you've been on as well? Well, like I said, I feel like I got a late start on it and wish I would have started 40 years sooner and I'm excited and look forward to it and have gone three years in a row, and then Hallie's come to Haiti the last couple years, and then that got Drew inspired. Mm -hmm. He went on the living water trip to Honduras Mm -hmm. uh, two years ago and had an awesome, amazing experience on that. Uh, And Corey's kind of been hesitant on the whole scenario. And then this summer, uh, Drew wanted to go on the Dominican trip and talk Corey into going, and she had an amazing trip, and to hear from the others, she was amazing, and uh, so the bug has caught the Brenner family, (laughs) and I think it is something that uh, will continue to grow and explore different parts. Uh, We talked about what if all four of us went, and you know, eliminating that distractions is kind of a good thing sometimes, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but to have two of us has, has been good. I know the first time I went, I think there was a lot of concern just for safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
from being gone that far away, but I think we've eased those. Uh, I know we start the week with security and real close when we go, but I take off and go several towns away <laughs> on my morning run along yep. the busy highway and uh, come back. And when the, uh, when the cooks show up and comment on, oh, we saw him running real fast yep. up in Moe. And, <laughs> that weird uh, white guy down the street. <laughs> yeah, you kind of stick out down yeah. there a little bit. You don't hide very well. And uh, when I had asked our, our leader, Paul, okay to run, he's like, yeah, that. And when they told him that, he's like, oh, I didn't know you were going that far. Well, okay. So... <laughs> So it uh, it has really been a a positive, and uh, when we say step outside the comfort zone, it's really turned into a comfort zone for hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's been um, really cool as a family to just be able to have those experiences, and then um, especially since it's kind of dad and dad and I, and then mom and Drew, and just to be able to come back and. Um, be able to talk about our different trips and just see how God is moving in the world that like opens your eyes even more. And like one of my favorite quotes is open your eyes to what Jesus is doing in the world and your world will be become so much bigger. And I think that's so true. And just with all of us coming, like going on different trips, I think that really just keeps us, um, I don't even know how to say it. Um, like keeps you grounded. Is that what you're looking for or kind of, I mean, it just, yeah, it keeps us grounded, grounded for one, and it also just keeps our faith so strong. Mm. And um, I think it's just a cool way to connect as a family. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying that you have to go on a mission trip with your dad or a sibling or anything, but it definitely is a cool way to be able to connect and talk about. And it's cool to hear all the stories from my um, other family members' mission trips and just hear about Alfredo from Honduras, mm-hmm. from my brother, or... Um, the girl who looked like me in the Dominican. So it's cool to be able to hear those stories. And I'm sad because my next mission mission trip, I'm going by myself. Hmm. Um, this summer I was at CIY, um, which is a summer conference that we go on with the youth group and it's called, it's Christ in Youth. And, um, last year they did this big pledge for Ireland because Ireland is like one of the most suicidal places in teens. And it Hmm. just really does not have a good Christian, um, foundation like there's christian there's there is christian that christian people there but um they aren't really being poured into as youth and so ciy started a foundation and started working with people there to try and get the word of jesus spread throughout the country so i said yes and i said um i'm gonna i'm gonna apply to take a two-week mission trip by myself parents please. And my dad was like, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot of money. And I was like, well, I'll apply. And if I, if I, um, get accepted into the trip, then I know, then that's the plan for me. And that's where I'm supposed to be. So I got accepted and that's where I'm going in June, 2019. So I'm super excited for that. And I can't wait to, um, be able to come home and tell my family about it and also tell the people in my youth group and my friends. And that's another awesome part about missions is the people I get to tell because my teachers don't go on mission trips and my friends don't go on mission trips. So that's another way to um, be a disciple and try and make other disciples that way yeah, too. That's awesome. Very good. So Jeff, uh, what would you tell a listener who is considering going on a trip, uh, maybe hasn't taken that step yet or put down a financial payment on going on a trip, but is considering it, what would you tell them for a first time uh, missions? I think it's a must go. I I don't know what the holdback is or the perceptions of it. If it's a safety concern, 
that shouldn't be a concern. If it's a financial concern, that shouldn't be a concern. Uh, we live in a very, very prosperous area. Yes. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know the first time I was concerned about the money, but you send out some letters to friends and family and the money just pours in. And, you know, $25 here and $25 there adds up. And a lot of people are willing to help in that. It is a way that, like I said, everybody's got a strength and you can use it for the glory of God and benefit enormously Mm -hmm. and share that with others. It is, uh, it's an amazing experience and bonds that you create with those that are on your team, I think, uh, will last forever. We have a lot of fun on those trips. You know, it's not all work. <laughs> Lots uh, of inside jokes. <laughs> uh, that We have a lot of uh, a bonding time, whether it be of evening uh, singing songs or morning devotional or playing cards. <laughs> it is a really, uh, when you talk about a small group and connecting, it is like a one-week intense mm-hmm. uh, small group session, as well as going out and serving all the others. You're also building... Uh, your love and trust within within the Calvary family. And yeah. uh, I don't know that anybody has went and come back and said it was an awful experience. It yeah. is just a life-changing experience. And from my standpoint of teaching middle school kids to be able to use some of those experiences with them and share with them and kind of the haves and have-nots and the understanding... Uh, has been an added uh, bonus that I have based on my position mm-hmm. and how I can use that in my daily walk. Yeah, that's awesome. And same for you, Hallie. How would you uh, encourage your, your peers and students uh, within student community to make that same decision to go on a mission trip? So I have gotten up on stage at youth group a couple times and um, tried to tell others to go on mission trips, and they're all like, um, Hallie, you know how expensive this is, right? And just like I said, like there, where there's a will, there's a way. And with my Ireland trip, it's really expensive. And I was like, I am not going to get funded by May. And two months later, and I'm fully funded. So it's insane where God can provide where you're supposed to be. And so when my like peers or um, people at church or my friends say, like, that's impossible for me. Like, I don't live, like, in a nice house, and I don't have a way to get that money. Like, I don't have a job. Like where God is, he'll provide. And, um, I just always tell them that. And the same way they're like, I don't know if I would want to go without my parents. And like, um, from that same way I went when I was 15 and there was not a moment where I didn't feel safe. Um, I, we're surrounded by so many great people. And just like my dad said, like your team looks out for you and we really do become a family. So all those concerns kind of go away. And, when I come back and I get to tell my friends about the, these mission trips, like some of them are so invested and they want to like go on one and they just seem so interested in what I have to say. So it's super cool to be able to come back and just tell them about it and tell them my experiences. And um, I think in some way that is oh, like somehow I'm helping people because they can see that it's not so scary and a mission trip isn't um, the scariest thing ever, but yeah, And it's great to see Calvary put so much towards missions. Mm-hmm. And I know as we wrapped up the, the last trip down there, one of the last nights, we kind of talked about why don't we go more? And 
Jane Brzezinski puts in an enormous amount of time in preparation and planning, uh, and kudos to her for doing that. But with the size of our congregation and as how well off we are, we should be going and doing more. And uh, a lot of people need to know that and try that, and I think that will grow astronomically as well. So one of the uh, questions that we always finish up with here around the table is, um, again, we try to create this imagery for our listeners that they're sitting around the table with us, enjoying a meal, enjoying conversation, um, and as they get ready to leave, what can they wrap up with them and take home? So what's a thought or an idea that you have that our listeners can take with them? I think the best thing is it's good to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, I know you've uh, spoke from the pulpit before and talked about if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Mm -hmm. And certainly from the financial, from the planning to the leaving your family, uh, to step that is all outside of your comfort zone. And when we talk about what a challenge that is, for you, the rewards are tremendous that you receive on that trip and helps you grow as a Christian, uh, do things you wouldn't do. Uh, you talked uh, from the pulpit about a trip uh, in Haiti, and mm-hmm. we did the same thing for the first time this year where we went on prayer walks. We walked up the mountain and would knock on a door, so to speak, on a room that's their house is smaller than a room in your house. And, hey, can we pray for you? And that was something I don't think anybody wanted to do and no. was scared to death of so how it would go. Mm-hmm. And it was the most amazing experience mm-hmm. of your life. Every person wanted to pray, and they wanted to pray, thankful for their Sunday school teachers and to get their kids an education to make them grow and uh, we were way outside our comfort zone, and it was very, very rewarding and a positive experience. And you could feel uh, the love of God, you know, going through you as you led those prayer mm-hmm. prayer walks. That's awesome. Holly, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I say the same exact thing. So, um, I mean, you just have to go. Like, you just have to get past that wall. You have to get past that breaking point. And um, the mission that I always try and strive for is always to know Jesus and make him known. So whether you do that in school or you do it in Haiti, like um, it's awesome to be able to do it in your community, but it is so life-changing to see it happening in a different place in the world that you wouldn't go to in it otherwise. Um, uh, One of my favorite verses is Matthew 28, 19 through 20, and it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded of you. So it says, Go and make disciples of all nations. So you have to um, reach others that aren't just in your community. You have to um, really go out and put put forth effort and into communities that don't always... Um, get that poured into them. So I think that's really cool to just be able to go and teach and love others. And you can do that here, but it's also awesome to do it there. Um, So we are like, we are just the body of Christ, but we just have to remember to keep pointing others to Jesus. And it's so cool to be able to experience that in a different place and just to experience their passion and their love for Christ. That's awesome. I appreciate that. 
those words. And uh, for our listeners, um, if you're interested in missions trips and going on a missions trip, um, you can go to uh, yourcalvary.info and there's a missions uh, tile there that you can click on and see and hear about some upcoming trips. If you go to our website, calvarybc.net, you can go um, under the missions tab and just learn more about the missions that that we're involved with and how you can get involved with that. Um, We would Again, highly encourage people to get involved, to take out, take a, a step in the directions toward Jesus out of their comfort zone um, and allow him to start to, to transform and work um, in their heart, as obviously um, he's been doing a work in your guys' heart um, over the last several years and continues to do so. So uh, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us today. It was a blast just to get to, to chat a little bit. Um, and to our listeners, thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Table, a podcast of Calvary Church in West Lafayette. Music was provided by Heath Bentley. For more information, check us out at yourcalvary.info.